Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome to another Awakening Divine Wildness. And you know, every time I interview a new guest, I get so excited. But I have worked with this delicious woman before. <laughs> Our guest today is Dr. Deborah Rebel. And she consciously is merging her practical tools as a psychologist with her intuitive and spiritual gifts. Dr. Rebel empowers women to connect with their hearts and live authentically. Through her transformational soul-hearted living program, her best-selling books, her popular podcast, and her thriving practice, which she does in person and through virtual sessions, Deborah supports women in breaking through their energetic and spiritual blocks to self-love. Deborah's going to have a special gift for you, which she'll tell you about at the end of this interview. She's also a best-selling international author, and her book, Being Love, How Loving Yourself Creates Ripples of Transformation in Your Relationships and the World. Deborah, I just love, love, love spending this time with you, and happy birthday to your book that's going to be Thank a year you. old this week. So exciting. So, um, so happy to be here now. It's, it's a pleasure and a joy. And I love that you introduced me as delicious. <laughs> well, you are. That's such a wonderful way to be introduced. You are. And to um, just be here today and share this very sacred space so that all, you know, women, um, people can come together in love and connection. Well, your journey was one of tremendous challenge, pain, and loss. And you took that journey and transformed it into stepping up and helping others. And that's what almost every guest that I speak to uh, shares with us. And so today, if you could just start with what caused your transformation and the path that you have journeyed on. Well, when I look back on my life, there's been many turning points like most people have. And the first turning point in my young life was when I lost my mom at the age of eight. And that was the beginning of my coming into a, a relationship with myself, even at an early age, that was divinely created. When I lost my mom, I began to really search for the divine in me, even as a little girl. I always knew that I was connected to a source outside myself that was bigger, but when I lost her to drugs and alcohol and also mental illness, it really put me in touch with that connection to myself and, and then to this divine source that I know has always protected me. But when that little girl was left with her two young brothers, that was me, we were living in a tenement, um, a place, an apartment that barely housed one person, let alone four of us. And when my mom would go off to the hospital, she was a nurse and would engage in prescription drug medication 
to medicate her own pain, which I didn't know about till later, and then come home and not be available to us, it was on me. And so I became that super, super responsible one that many women can relate to. I was, I became the surrogate mother to my two brothers. And in that period of a year, I still saw my father, but fathers at that time really had a hard time getting custody of children. And so it took a whole year for him to really present the information that my mom was unfit. And so the night that he served her the papers that said he was taking custody of us after she went into a suicidal uh, moment. And as she tried to commit suicide, she was taken out on the stretcher. And that was the last time I ever saw her again. And I remember being that little girl looking through the back window of my dad's car and not understanding the full impact of that would be the last time I would see her because I didn't know that. But I know in my heart that that was the beginning of my journey to come into self-love because at that point, I, after she left and never tried to reach us again or try to find us, I struggled with lovelessness until, until probably in my early 50s. And that was always my journey to come back to, to being love. And so it became the the inspiration to all my materials that no matter what happens to us in our lives, we can still connect to that divine love within us and learn to love ourselves, which then can heal any unresolved issue. And so I have taken that journey myself from the time I was eight, but it didn't start. I was pretty shut down as a little girl up until I became a mom myself. And it wasn't until I had my first child, my son, and when he was at the age of two that I started to get in touch with these feelings of loss and, and rejection and lovelessness. And it brought me to my knees in a way that was so powerful because it was that dark night of the soul that began my spiritual journey as well as my journey into serving others through psychological practice. So at that time, I went in two, two directions at the same time. I started my PhD in psychology, but I was also on the spiritual path as well. But that path started with depression, anxiety. I was a mess. I was one hot mess during that time. And it was a therapist that helped guide me to see that I had never healed the part of myself that that hadn't really mourned the, the loss of my mom. And then subsequently all the different crises after that, because my father really never chose well when it came to stepmothers. And I had three after that that were pretty, <laughs> pretty harsh. So I felt like I was Cinderella at the ball um, when I first, you know, came into my own. But uh, it's really, for me, the most important message I have is that when I work with someone, anyone, is to empower them to know that no matter what their circumstances, I pretty much I've been through most of what, what's presented to me in my office or when I'm talking with anyone. And just to dig deep and to know that they can resolve an unhealed part of themselves. But we have to sit with it. We have to be with it. We have to embrace that, that messiness, that vulnerability, that hurt. It needs to be embraced and handled with grace and love and that is the way through to healing. I want to read a quote from your book. Oh, thank you. I love, love that. Love is not only an emotion, 
It's the infinite energy source of our existence. Realizing we are the source of love allows us to fully acknowledge our inherent worth. Moreover, accepting ourselves with all our weaknesses and imperfections cultivates compassion toward ourselves and others. And when we started this morning, we talked about that dark moment when we break open yes. and our hearts are shattered. That's the moment that we have to look within and find our own light and our own love because that is the only thing that will carry us through that challenge, that pain, that loss of your mom, that loss of a marriage or expectations that I've experienced. If we don't tap into that self-love, I don't know if we can get through it. And as you said, we need to sit with ourselves and feel it and understand what's going on and, and not resist the pain. Because when we resist it, it just comes back and bites us in the ass ten times harder. Oh, absolutely, ma'am. Yeah. That's, that's what I came to see. That first, that first time in my therapist's office, when she said, have you, have you talked about your mother? And I said, not in 20 years. I've never even spoken her name. She said, we need to go there. And I remember sitting there going, no, I can't. I can't talk about her. I can't bring that pain up. I had closed that off. And coming into that moment, I realized that that pain was going to take me to compassion. And that compassion for myself in love and in my, for my mother, because I realized at that moment I needed to forgive her at some point, that that was going to bring me to peace and peace within myself. And then I would be able to serve others in a way I, I never thought I could. But it was, it was lying on that floor later on in my bathroom, my bathroom tile floor, and feeling that excruciating pain is, and, not, and not knowing what to do but just be with it. And we do get through it. I say that, you know, all my clients, I know it's painful, but you will get through. And on the other side of that is such love because it's never gone away. I realize that. My love for myself never went anywhere. It just was covered up with so much pain that I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. And that is the key. And when we come through that pain ourselves and we embrace our own love, lovableness, <laughs> then we get to experience that with other people. We can connect with people in a different way. We can, we love ourselves up so we can love others. And that ripple, wow, when it goes out in the world, that's what's going to heal our, our world even today. I so understand the journey. You know, I, I was brought to a point after 25 years of drinking to kill my pain because I couldn't face it. It was my own thoughts that actually created my suffering. It wasn't what happened to me or what anybody did to me. It's what I thought about it. And I covered over my own self-worth and love with this crazy thinking. And when I got to that breaking point, just like lying on the bathroom floor and saying, I am done. I don't have another day in me to continue doing this to myself. Is when I woke up and said, I am worthy. You know, I had a bit of a divine download that night that, that kept me from really killing myself because all of a sudden I sensed I had some worth and purpose and a mission. What was all of this about? 
I didn't go through all that for nothing. And I needed to, sh I learned that I needed to share how to push through that pain and reclaim our lives. And as women, we, you know, as you said, your self-love got covered over. My self-love got covered over. I see so many women silently suffering. They don't need to. We just need to wipe off the lenses. Oh, we sure do. And the lenses in our hearts. Because our hearts, are that beautiful heart center, that is the where the divine light lives within each of us and connects to that source, is what gets just inundated and heavy, you know, like an, like an anvil pressing on our chest with all the different experiences that we have. And once we start peeling that away and opening that heart center and connecting, we then we can feel that trust. And for me, it was letting go of all of the pain into the trust of my own being in connection with that source. I mean, as a little girl, I always knew that I was, there was a divine source bigger than me. But when I got when I was lying there, broken open, that's when I felt I could start to trust myself one step at a time. It didn't come all at once. Believe me, there's been, there's been many, many moments, as you know now, in your life, where we have another epiphany. And each time, I opened more and more trust. And now I would say, I'm all in. Because it's not, I can trust a little, or I, I, I can trust over there. It's complete trust. It's absolute trust. And when I trust for me and letting go are synchronistic, they go hand in hand. And I know the space of trust now is the space of me and my intentions. And so my intentions and love come from that source. So I would, I just gave a workshop a couple weeks ago and we were talking about trust and letting go. And I realized how far along the path I had come because now, for me, trust is that that support system, that safety net that I used to look for in other people. I used to look for in, in addiction. I used to look for in, in achievement. Not there anymore. Um, it's in me, and that's where the self-love is, that seed. Beautiful, beautiful. What are some of the steps that you could recommend to women listening today on how to get out of this pain, how to tap back into this self-worth and self-love. What were some of the practices that you used? The first thing, Mal, that I recommend is remember that fear and anxiety, irritation, depression, whatever emotions you're having, they are your friend. Not to push them away, not to push them down, not to make them wrong. Embrace them because they are telling you something. So. When I, have a, when I first started feeling that anxiousness about, oh, God, I'm going to erupt in pain or I'm going to feel something that is so uncomfortable, I would force myself to sit still. That was the hardest thing I ever did in my life because I did everything but up until that point. So the first thing I, I encourage people to do is to sit with whatever feeling you're having and just put your hand on your heart and allow your heart to open, even if it's just a crack. And sit as long as you can. If it's a minute, great. If it's five minutes, that's even better. But just start. And when you want to get up and run, and you do, it's okay. Come back. Come back and sit again. 
And eventually you will start to feel what is in there. You will start to recognize what is that feeling or thought or emotion telling you. And then go deep. Get that journal out and write, write whatever is in there until you start to see between the lines what the messages are. So that's where I begin. I begin opening the heart center. I begin re releasing whatever is in there that's blocking that energy. And I pay attention to my body. So I encourage people, your body does not lie ever. <laughs> so wherever you're feeling something, there's a block there, an energy block. So pay attention to it. Don't keep, you know, pretending it doesn't exist. It will keep moving until it gets your attention. And so I encourage that also, that paying attention to the physical body, even our breath, our voice can tell us where we are. When I was going through a lot of my transformative time, especially with really getting deep with my feelings about my lovelessness, my voice would go up high like a little girl's. At times I was in a very vulnerable place. And then I realized, oh, she needs me. <laughs> she needs me to go deep. Or she needs a hug. Or she needs me just to sit and, and hold her. When I used to not hold, breathe, I used to hold my breath all the time. Like the other shoe was going to drop any moment. And so I started to pay attention to my breath. I'm also, I practice yoga. And that has helped tremendously. And just releasing my, the breath all the way down to my toes uh, to keep to pay attention when I'm holding my breath because I know I'm holding back. I'm not in my own sense of self. I also encourage a lot of time alone, time to to clear any energy that you feel is you know blocking to to be with yourself to allow to surrender to the feelings that need to come through. And in that, we create space. And in that space is where the divine energy of our love lives. It's in that space. And when we tap that in meditation, or we tap it in yoga, we tap it in walking in nature, or just being with someone we love, that openness, that connection allows that beautiful divine light to shine through us. And that's when we start to tap into ourselves. You know, it's interesting. When we're in pain and we're feeling lost or depressed, lots of times women are compelled to pursue companionship. Oh, I need to be with somebody. I can't stand being alone. I have to have somebody. And that's the worst thing we can do to ourselves. Honor the fact that we need time and space to heal. And it is perfectly fine to take that time for self-nurture and care. But we don't get it. We, we push ourselves and think that, you know, we have to have a connection with somebody, that somebody else is going to make us feel better about ourselves. And there's nothing that is more untrue than believing in that. Our worth, everything comes from within. And if we give ourselves the time, as you're recommending here with these practices, to get in touch with that, that's how we create the transformation, we create the change. And I love what you said about our bodies. You know, God gave us a gift. It's called intuition. And yes. a woman's intuition <laughs> is, can be sharper than, you know, um, a laser. 
And yet, I've done it. I am guilty. I've had feelings that something wasn't right, that something was wrong in my life. And I dismissed that discomfort. I dismissed that feeling and, and said, oh, no, it's not valid. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just being insecure. Instead of paying attention to what my body was trying to tell me. How do women learn to trust that feeling, what's going on in their body, when they get that, uh-uh, this doesn't feel good? How, how can women learn to respect that? Well, first of all, now, the, talking about the relationships, I was the queen of one relationship to the other. Mm -hmm. I was never alone until after my first divorce. And it took everything I had because I was, I had a lot of codependency tendencies. I went from man to man to try to fill that space. And I realized I could never fill it. it you know, I looked for someone to complete me. And I had to complete me. I had to be my own soulmate instead of searching for the soulmate. And so when I started spending time alone is when I started getting in touch with what you're talking about, that intuition. When I was running from distraction, whether it was a relationship or overachieving or trying to be the best of everything, that's when I wasn't in touch with it because I was in my head all the time. I was always trying, trying to be that, um, following the dictates of what I thought everyone else wanted me to be. And when I started quieting that voice in my head and listening to the voice of my heart, that's when I started to pay attention to the intuition. No, it didn't start all at once. It was like a cosmic two by four at first. These nudges were pretty, pretty powerful. But then I started getting to the more subtle ones. But the intuition, it is. Sometimes it's a, it's a feeling in our body. Sometimes it's a, an, an image will come to us, a word, a sound. Someone will say something, and we'll go, "Oh, that resonates." I started to listen to all the the different signs around me. And what I started to do that helped me build my trust in my own self and my own intuition was I started writing those signs down. So when I got to a part of my life where I started to, I wasn't trusting, I would pull that out and say, well, here you trusted, here you did, and look at the, what happened, the results. Why aren't you trusting right now? So my little daily divine list of signs helps me remember that I'm always in the divine download. And if I pay attention to that and listen to my heart, I will know what to do for myself that is in resonance with my soul. And being in that resonance as much as possible is like, it's like being like with a tuning fork. You strike it and that vibration goes out. And then everything starts to talk to you. Everything is in that same vibrational sequence and that's when you start to create what you want because you're in that vibration and it starts to ripple out to whatever person place anything that you need to come in to support you so that's why it's so important to trust that in, in that inner voice that says i love you i know you i believe in you and it's never says i think it never says I'm not sure. I could. I would. I should. 
I should. It never says that. When you're in those phrases, you're in your head. And so I started to listen to discernment between the voice in my head and the voice in my heart. And they are very different voices. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, yes. It is loving and kind yes. and says, you silly goose, if you do something that I'm not quite happy about, it doesn't ever punish me or berate me or, or deflate me. But the other one, it has quite the harshness to it at times. And so listening to that discerning voice of my heart is where I would suggest that we start to really pay attention. You mentioned something about writing things down. <clears throat> and yes. I'm a strong believer that journaling is one of the most powerful spiritual practices a woman can have. Because I think when we write in a journal, we're really taking the words from our soul and not from our ego. I think it's the one time that we really tell ourselves the truth. We don't lie on paper. It's very easy to lie to ourselves in our thoughts or even vocally as we talk to ourselves. But when we journal, I think there's an expression of the soul that happens. What do you think? I also do. Oh, I absolutely. I think my sense is, see, I just said I think, so I'm going to. Erase that. <laughs> and I write it back into my heart. I know that when I'm in touch with my soul, sometimes the words, I make up new words, first of all. That's when I know that the language changes for me. It's not the language of my head. It's, it's a whole different language that um, comes through, whether it's in words on paper, or even words that come through in my own sense of my heart. Sometimes I'll just hear it. But the being in that journal space, again, it's space. And I encourage people to write, 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 because the ego usually comes first. That's where we start. And so the brain has to kind of dump it out. And then all of a sudden, after that, that clearing, because we clear a lot of stuff, when we start to journal, then you start to see what starts to appear in between the lines. And that in between the lines is where your heart and soul are speaking to you. So, but don't be afraid, get it out. Just start dumping the brain because that brain only can be in the past or the future. It can't be in the present. Heart center, only present. And you'll notice, you'll go from past, future into the present by being in that heart space, then you know you're, you're listening to your soul. Yummy, yummy, yummy. You have a wonderful gift for our listeners, and you're so sweet to offer this. Please, I want you to tell them where they can get the gift, how they can get in touch with you. Showing your book again, it's on Amazon, international bestseller, Being Love. So everybody jump on, grab it. Happy birthday to being loved. Happy birthday. <laughs> I have a four-part heart opening meditation series. There are four heart meditations. They're guided by me. Three of them are about 20 minutes in length and are connecting you to the inner voice within, your, within yourself, uh, opening to your own inner wisdom and intuition, which we talked about. And then there's a five-minute open, heart opener for the busy woman because sometimes that's all the time we have. And it takes, it, once you start doing this on a regular basis, I'm a, you know, avid meditator. 
you start to, you can be in a heart space within five minutes just by listening to, you know, the vibration and letting that come through you. So they're on my website at www.deborahrebo.com. So I would love for you to, to download those. Oh, thank you. Deborah, give us one powerful tip today that maybe we haven't touched upon that women can put into play immediately to start to get connected to their soul, to start to live their worth, to start to feel that love. What's the one thing somebody could start today, right after they listen to this show, to start to feel that beauty that's within? One of the things that I use, the tools I use every single day, is a phrase called bless and release. And I am a proponent of a constant clearing of energy, especially in our, our bodies, minds, and spirits. So I will touch my heart many, many, many times throughout the day to remember to be present here because that's where I live. And if there's anything that I'm holding on to, feeling upset about, or neg there's a negative uh, energy with it, I say, bless the person, situation who brought that to my attention, and I release the negativity or fear or whatever's coming up for me. If it's a very deep-rooted uh, fear or sensitivity, then I have to keep doing that many, many times a day. But it brings me right into my heart center and right into the present moment. And it helps me to continuously clear the energy, which I'm very fond of. Oh, that's a beautiful practice. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Welcome. I'm touching my heart with gratitude, and I feel blessed to spend this time with you today. You are just so amazing, and you're doing such beautiful work in the world. I can't well, thank you enough. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here today and to share this beautiful space with you. Thank you for creating it and inviting me in. And I just wish you all... A the best and love and light. Thank you. Well, this is our show today, folks. I hope you've loved this conversation with Dr. Deborah Rebel. It's important that you go over to iTunes and you tell them how much you love us and give us a five-star rating. That's how the podcast will grow. And I'm honored that you spent this time with us. And I look forward to our next show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and please leave a favorable review at iTunes. Be sure to visit maldwayne.com for Mal's six-part video series, Heal Your Wounded Heart and Reclaim Your Worth.